The footballs are being packed away. Geelong are premiers for 2022. Well done, Cats. And the smell of linseed oil and fresh English willow are hanging in the air as the WA country cricket season is about to explode. My name is Rob Marshall and I want to welcome you to Episode 12, Part A of the Cricket Australia award-winning podcast out on the paddock. Part B, unsurprisingly, of this episode 12 will follow immediately on from this session, part A, and we strongly encourage you to stick around for part B as Steve Phillippe, WA Cricket's Area Manager for Country, and I will examine all the key action and key dates for the upcoming season in WA Regional Cricket, including Country Cup, the Australian Country Cricket Championships, Junior Country Week, Men's Senior Country Week, the David Nat Cup, Women's Country Week, the Masters Carnival, plus much more. In part A of episode 12, right now, we're going to hear the truly amazing journey to cricket of former Aussie champion golfer and LPGA professional winner, Shaney War. Women's cricket is on the march here in WA Regional Cricket and Shaney is right at the front of leading the way. So you don't want to miss out here. Settle back and enjoy episode 12 of Out on the Paddock featuring Shaney War. Shaney War, welcome to Out on the Paddock. Thanks, Rob. It's great to have you. It's a, in fact, I feel really privileged to have you joining us. We're obviously going to talk about lots of things in this session together, but um, I really want to obviously focus in on your cricket and you're sitting here in your Colts Cricket Club stuff. <laughs> you're looking magnificent, by the way. I think the, the guys at Colts would be really thrilled to see you if they can, but we're <laughs> going we're gonna to hear, hear, your, uh, hear your story today. Do you want to sort of, just for the listeners, many probably are listening in know you for your golf story and we're going to obviously unpack a lot of your golf story today, but Tell us a little bit about where you grew up, where you were born, where you grew up, and, and you were telling me a little bit earlier about the fact that golf wasn't always the thing in your life. Mm. Yeah, well, I grew up in Bunbury, born and raised, um, uh, played probably more cricket as a young person just in the backyard at school, um, wherever there was a bit of green, green grass or a bit of bitumen. Um, so I played cricket probably, um, I didn't realise until much later that it was probably my sporting passion was cricket um but parent both parents played golf and dad just an absolute golf nerd and um so he tried to get me to play golf when I was about eight and I was a skinny little weak thing and I couldn't hit the ball and so I dropped it pretty quick and then started playing again when I was about 13 and the first day well it feels like the first day probably wasn't I um I made a par on the 11th at Bunbury Golf Club and just that sort of connection between playing golf and achieving and improving. Um, just, I, just, I could still remember that what it felt like when I hold that putt um, on the 11th for my first ever par. And I think that set me on that golf journey. Um, so cricket sort of took a back seat. But um, always loved playing cricket like when we were on tour in, in Europe, playing golf. Um, if we found like a, a clay a clay tennis court in Germany or, you know, a bit of a building site in Spain, you know, we someone always had a cricket bat and, you know, we hung out with the, the, the Poms and 
very often there was Australia versus England on, on some sort of random tennis court. <laughs> the ashes of yeah, the golf yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, and it was competitive. <laughs> and Laura Davies, who some people out there might know of, she's just one of the most amazing athletes you're ever lucky to meet, and she was so competitive. And, and um, oh, we had fights. There was fights. Yeah. You know, and, and so there was more passion shown on that tennis court <laughs> in Germany than there, than there was on the golf course. And I think that just kept me in, in touch with the sport of, of cricket um, and unbeknown to me probably worked on my technique a little bit and, and certainly my mental capacities to deal with sledging and all that sort of stuff because you can't sledge when you play golf, which is pretty boring. But, um, so when, when I came home and retired and from playing golf and um, sh- there was no such thing as women's cricket and, mm. I, I, you know, I've been playing this, I'm about to start my third season playing women's cricket and I just wish I'd been aware that it was starting up five years ago and got in at the entry level point but I didn't so that's just the way it is but just loving um playing cricket and um yeah so that's that's sort of where I've come from we'll we'll unpack that a little bit more as we go uh just sort of cycling back to the start so mum and dad names what were you uh Robert and Robin War right yes okay so dad was a a good golfer yeah he played in the state junior team in I think it was 19 I should know because he says it all the time but (laughs) I think it was 1960 no yeah yeah, that's right it was under 21s back then so 1960 state junior team yeah um so Obviously, I, th- I think I got my, most of my sporting um, physical skill from him. He's played lots of sport. Um, Mum's family was more into horse racing and, uh, sorry, trotting and, and a bit of footy and stuff like that. So um, mum's got a great temperament. So I think I got, luckily got her temperament and dad's physical skills Although both of them would be pretty upset with that comment, but, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's how I feel. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah. So they played golf and introduced me to golf. So so. Um, the cricket, you you were obviously playing back in, the, I'm guessing, the 1980s when you first started. Yeah, um, I, we won't reveal ages today, <laughs> but let's say you're a little bit younger than me. But, yeah, uh, not much. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, it, was a, it would have been, I'm guessing, and, you know, we've got a few um, examples, uh, Chloe Paparo being one who had to grow up here in Bunbury, in the local area here in Bunbury, and, and just simply play with the boys on yep. a Saturday afternoon. And, you know, we know that Chloe's now, you know, going on captain of the, the West Australian team currently. Um, and plenty of examples back then of if you wanted to play cricket, you literally had to play with the boys. Was that your circumstances or were you predominantly just sort of at that stage trying to work out whether cricket or golf or whatever was going to be your go? Yeah, I played um, in the South Bunbury Primary School boys team in year six, I think it was. Um, and there's a picture of our team and you Unless you knew me, you wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, it's just like a team of boys. <laughs> I did have a big bandage on my knee. I think I'd fallen off my bike the day before and I was my first thought was, I can't play cricket tomorrow. Like I was really nervous about that. So, yeah, played with the boys. And I think um, I'd already, you know, I'd been playing kick to kick in, you know, in winter and at lunchtime and getting, got guys sitting on my shoulders, taking marks over top of me and that sort of thing. So it was, for me, it wasn't a big, it was just what I did. It mm. wasn't, and I think for someone like Chloe Paparo, I'm sure she probably didn't even think twice that there should be an alternative. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that it's certainly helped, I would imagine it's helped Chloe a lot. Yeah. And I remember watching her, I was watching my cousin playing cricket and, this, and she walked out to bat. I'm pretty sure it was her. And she looked, she had the best technique out of all the guys I yeah. saw that day. And yeah. I just thought, well, no wonder, you know, she's, yeah. she's awesome, yeah. <laughs> you know. And uh, so, yeah, so the boys and... Um, then I got into high school and it started to get a little bit more difficult to continue to play it. I think it was more, um, it just wasn't 
the right thing to do to yeah. play um, with the boys and that sort of thing. I do remember a funny story being at um, South Murray Primary School and we got a new kit bag and one of the boys held up the box protector and smart the, the smart ass in the group goes, oh, Shane, in a couple of years you're going to need two of these. You know, like, and oh, they laughed and I was like, what's he talking about? Yeah. You know, I didn't really know what he had. I didn't have a clue what he was talking yeah. about. So, yeah, I think that was just, I think, and I had a, I've had conversations with Kari Webb about, um, about our, our junior golf days and, and she just used to love getting out, you know, competing against the boys on the putting green and chipping and whereas I was a bit more, you know, there, there was a few girls playing junior golf when I was playing so, you know, the presentation would finish and, and we'd sit around a table eating Mars bars and drinking cans of Coke and reading magazines and talking as women do and all the boys would be outside, you know, chipping off the down slopes and putting, you know, left-handed and all that sort of stuff and it was interesting talking to Curry because she was up and out and taking off and joining the boys, um, whereas I was more the girl that was sat in the clubhouse. So it was really interesting to see. I thought, I wonder if that's why she's like ten times better than me. Yeah, maybe, probably, mm. probably a bit like Chloe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, well, one of the things that uh, you just mentioned just then was um, <laughs> the resilience of somebody like yourself and probably Chloe back then to have to put up with the biases of you know, boys or guys who just clearly, you know, didn't have a lot of diplomacy about them for a start, you know, the comment about the boxes for a start. Um, I'm hoping, I'm thinking, and we might talk about this at the back end, that we're starting to get past some of that sort of, those sort of, um, let's call them uh, ignorant uh, comments, I suppose. But I I think that's one of the amazing things that I admire about um, women sportsmen in particular is is that they've really had to almost in some cases fight harder if they're combining with men or guys because of those sort of challenges and yet would you say in some cases that maybe made you a little bit more resilient as you went into your golf career having played a lot with with the guys yeah I think it's a I think it's a double-edged sword I think I don't know if that's the right phrase but you know um, if, if, you, if we'd had women's only things back then how would that have affected yeah. Our resiliency. Yeah. Um, and versus, yes, categorically say it would have made us more resilient. Well, it's made me resilient playing yeah. playing with the boys. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, you can never tell. You never know what it would have been like if you'd done the opposite when you were growing up. So well, it was I think only it's just, normal, wasn't it? Yeah. It's oh, what absolutely. You did. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah. it's, I think the, the women's only sport now, you know, you can actually see that you can play women's only sport and it's yeah. going to be in lots of respects, a much safer environment. You know, you're not going to have those 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 silly comments or or yeah. comments that can knock you down. And women are different to men. There's no... I've, yeah. I watch it in my coaching of junior golfers. It's just they're two different animals and in most cases. <laughs> and that's fine. That's how, that's how it is. And we just need to tailor our coaching around yeah. um, both. And um, so I think um, it made me... I think, yeah, it made... I just want. I think I'm just competitive, yeah. and I think. And if you're competitive, you can do. You can play with the boys. If yep. you're sensitive, you, you probably won't last very long. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna really get into your your uh, your recent blossoming cricket career <laughs> at the back end. We're gonna really dive into that, and I'm really excited to do that, and uh, sort of get your insights into where you think uh, the women's game, especially in regional WA, is is headed. But before that, obviously, uh, those listening would be really disappointed in me if we didn't talk a little bit about your golf career. Um, I know I want to, so <laughs> there you go. Um, sort of followed it, you know, from a, from a distance. So 
you, you talked about your dad obviously was probably your main influence there to get you into golf and you had the, the part that sort of got you up and going. Um, was there, you know, any immediate thoughts that you might sort of get it onto the, the bigger stage or was it just at the start just something you just did on a, a Wednesday or a Saturday or something like yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. I think I'm um, the classic live-in-the-moment person and I'm, I'm grateful for that. I think, I mean, there's some negatives about that. You don't sort of plan very well and, and or you don't reflect on on performance very well if you don't think backwards sort of thing. I'm very much living the moment. I think that's been good for my mental health. While I was a professional golfer, I didn't dwell on too many, um, for too long about the negative stuff or, um, but at the same time, didn't plan very well for, you know, improvement and stuff like that. So um, I think uh, it just all just unfolded in front of me because of that, you know, that way, the way I live my life, not by choice, it's just how it was. And I think I just took one step at a time. I tell my junior kids that I coach that, I just saw a ladder and it was a metaphorical ladder. It was going up to, the, I don't know what was beyond the clouds. It wasn't like I, I knew that professional golf was above the clouds. I had no idea what was above the clouds because yeah. I just took one rung at a time. It sounds really corny now, I say it out loud, but um, it's literally what happened. And I think the, the ladder was pretty much the handicap system. Right. And I think, you know, I was on this ladder, on this rung, and the next rung was there's a school holidays coming up. I've got two weeks of, of golf pretty much every day. I can play this many rounds of golf and I'm hoping that that next rung is, you know, a, a two-shot reduction in my handicap. So I was very driven by improvement, but not like intri- intrinsically. It was extrinsically motivated by the handicap system to get better because that's how that's the only way I knew how to judge. And I think growing up in the country, you don't have too many peers to compare yourself with. So that yeah. was a really important thing for me. And it was more like a daydreamy sort of thing. It wasn't like I sat down with a piece of paper and drew the, the yeah. ladder. It was more just what I, I envisioned periodically. And I think that kept me on task to improve because you can't beat the handicap system. You know, you, you've got to achieve the scores to improve like that. So it was probably a really good thing to do. And I'm always a little bit shocked when some of my juniors don't get it. Yeah. But then I realize, it makes me realise everyone's different and I need to, you know, and then I've, I've learned a lot recently about... Um, visual learners and kinesthetic learners and auditory learners and that sort of thing. I realised that I was obviously quite a visual in that respect, visual learner. Yeah. Um, and I've since done a test and it told, tells me that I'm a, a visual learner but also a mixture of the others as well. So, um, so yeah, just, it just evolved. And I, I remember being in Melbourne, I moved to Melbourne for a year um, when I'd finished, well, I hadn't actually finished university but I tried to transfer my studies, my phys ed studies to uh, Monash University in Melbourne so I could play more golf yep. and I filled out the forms wrong and didn't get accepted mm. and that's the truth but my <laughs> mum still doesn't believe me <laughs> she was going to murder me Good if she'd story. been yeah it, was, it sounds like a yeah. ridiculous story but it was a truth I just didn't do it diligently enough which wouldn't have surprised me when I was 21 um, and I moved to, to Melbourne and I was playing over there and um, I had a, fr- a friend who, who had just turned professional and, was, and went to play in Japan. She was this really glamorous girl and she got up there and she was doing calendars and making money and that sort of thing. And she said, I can get you into a, a tournament in, um, in Cairns, um, no, on the Gold Coast. She said, um, but you have to, oh, there's one, one catch, you have to turn pro. And mm. typical of me, no planning, no forethought or anything like that, I said, Oh, that sounds like a bit of fun. That's what I said. I said, oh, that sounds like a bit of fun. So I had to write a letter, literally write a letter to the, the Secretary of the Australian Women's Golf. And, yeah, they accepted me. I played in the tournament. I think I finished um, 14th or something like that. You know, I did really well because I had no idea what I was so going to leave myself in So for. can I jump in? At that point, you hadn't, like, been in part of any high-performance 
programs really. or anything like that? No, we didn't really wow. have it. I mean, we're talking a long time ago. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I remember I'd been to the AIS for um, a, a session with the Australian uh, squad in very loose terms. There wasn't anything really formal. I don't remember ever receiving a letter that said, you know, you're in the Australian uh, squad. Or, yeah. But well, kind of, you kind of knew you were because you were vying for Australian teams. Yeah. You thought you were vying for Australian teams. And I remember being at the Australian Institute of Sport and did a... a four-day thing there and had a coach come down who was well-renowned. I won't mention his name. And he he, um, he was he took some video, which was amazing back then to take video, and he showed it to us on the last night and there was something, there was seven of us. And he, he, you know, diligently spoke about everyone's technique and everything. And he got to me and he goes, yeah, a, uh, a really poor setup um, sabotaging a good golf swing. Next. <laughs> and and I, was, I remember thinking, what the hell, you know? What is that, that all mean? I am? I, yeah, exactly. I didn't have a clue what he meant, and I didn't couldn't even fix it because I didn't know what he meant by that. And and I remember thinking, this is this is pretty ordinary. And I think we've come a long way since those days right. where you could just make that comment to someone and then yeah. move on to the next person. And yeah. I remember thinking, oh, that's I'm probably not as close to the Australian team as I think. If that's going to be the attitude, sort of thing. So, so I guess when I turned pro, it was it was I, I knew that I wasn't really in the frame for an Australian team, which most sensible people would say you're not close to an Australian team, why the hell would you turn pro? Yeah, You know, exactly. you're talking about the Australian amateur team and yeah. you're going to turn pro. But that's just how I, I operated. I was so immature and living in the moment and it sounded like fun and it was. So it was I'm guessing, fun. so uh, to give some context for our listeners, I, I did um, I did sort of, um, uh, what would I call it, uh, Wikipedia stalk you last <laughs> night, uh, if that's okay. I mean... Pretty cool. Too just late. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool just having a Wikipedia, surely. I mean, you know, that's something I, I think don't everyone's think everyone's got a Wikipedia, don't they? <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm not that I'm aware of. But anyway, so um, it was 1991, according to Wikipedia, that you uh, turned pro. Is that right? Yep. So I'm guessing at this stage, too, that you're financing a lot of this yourself. Did you have sponsors? Or? Oh, again, no clue. Um, yep. I the, the tournament that I finished 14th in, I think I, I earned $4,000, mm-hmm. which was for a 21-year-old who's been used to being a student. Um, yep. was, I felt like the richest 21-year-old in the world. And then I played in a tournament, another pro event up in Cairns on the way to Europe. Wow. And I, I finished 20th in that, I think. So I made two lots of $4,000. Yeah. Um, which I thought that's going that's huge, and so, and some lovely older gentleman who used to um, come into the driving range where I worked in Melbourne, he bought my ticket to what? just a one way ticket to Europe. Now tell me you were driving to these events in like a Nissan Pulsar or a Datsun 120Y <laughs> or something like that. Is that? Oh, I can't <laughs> make remember. the story. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I remember growing up um, listening to Craig Parry, who who was from Western Australia, and yeah, and his Craig story Hoffer. about the um, yeah about his little um, I think he had a little escort van or something yeah. like that. He used to sleep in the back, and no, I, I don't think I ever slept in a car, but <laughs> shared a pension room with one of the caddies once, and in Italy, and yeah, I've. I've I've had uh, all ends of the spectrum uh, in mean, that respect, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm going to call it out because I'm, I, I think um, I'm guessing, not I'm guessing, I know you're, uh, you're pretty humble about your career, but uh, seven professional wins throughout your career is pretty amazing. Three on the Ladies European Tour, four on what's now called the WPGA Tour of Australasia. Um, and the one that probably caught my attention the most now... I have to admit, I should have said this right from the get-go. I mean, I'm, when it comes to um, maybe cricket and bookkeeping, um, compared to that, as a golfer, I suck. I'm not very <laughs> good at all. Not saying that I'm actually very good at cricket and bookkeeping either, by the way. I hope I'm reasonable at bookkeeping. Um, but uh, 
When it comes to golf, I'm, I'm a little bit ignorant, but I must admit the one that caught my eye the most was you finished third in the US Women's Open in 2002 behind no, now I don't I don't know a lot of names in women's golf back then other than Shaney War of course, but I did know these names, Julie Inkster and Annika Sorenstrom, both World Golf Hall of Famers. Mm. And you finished third to those two ladies. Mm. Uh, Annika Sorenstrom in particular yeah. was the gun, well, wasn't she? The best. Like, like yeah, there Carrie at the Webb. time. Yeah, oh, she was probably a little, at that point, a bit of daylight between her and the next best golfer, which, yeah. which was probably, I think, was probably Julie Inkster, Kari. I think Kari was just, just, um, never say falling down the rankings but no. she what there was daylight definitely yeah. Annika was dominant, dominant. so we, so were you a show you finished third were you a chance coming um, down the last fairway were you were you in the hunt no not the last fairway um I think uh I think my race was run on the, and it wasn't like it was I, the good thing for me was I didn't feel like I faltered too much um the third hole I was playing with Julie Inkster the last day I played with with Annika on the Saturday and yep. so talk about a big weekend Annika yeah. on the Saturday and then um, Julie in the second last group on the last day and she chipped in. I've, I've hit onto the green to about 10 feet on this par four, third hole, I think it was. She's missed the green. She's chipped it in. and I didn't three-putt, but I, I two-putted. And when she chipped in and just looking, seeing the look on her face, um, I thought, I'm no chance here because she wanted it 10 times more than I could ever conjure up, I think. Yeah, and, right. And I saw one of the best bits of caddying. We, it was quite a long walk from that green to the next tee, which was a reachable par five. And um, she is storming. She's so pumped. It's not. It's like she's at a footy game. It's unbelievable. And, you, you know, from your limited <laughs> yeah. experience with golf, you can't <laughs> yeah. be like that. No. So her caddy has walked up onto the tee and he's just plonked the bag in between the tee markers, right in the middle where she's going to tee off. And she's manic. She's grabbed the driver. She's trying to pull the driver out of the bag. He's just leaning on it. His name was Greg, and I'm just watching this. I'm going, this is brilliant. He is he's onto this. Yeah. He, he's not letting her. So it wasn't until she realised that she couldn't get the driver out of the bag, and why couldn't she get the driver out of the bag? And she just looked at him like she was going to kill him. Yeah. And he said, I can't actually say the word on your podcast, but no. he said, calm the F down. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, right. It sort of broke the spell, and yeah. she, she took a few deep breaths, and she teed it up. Wow. She took a few, de- a few more deep breaths, and she hit a pretty good drive down that hole, and I thought... These two are going to win the US Open today. And, you know, it's a defeatist thing to think, but it's what I thought. And so I was, so I was proud of myself for not getting blown away. But, um, yeah, it was just the best experience. And she apologised to me a couple of weeks later at the British Open. She said, she said I've, I've just watched the, 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 the video of the, um, of the Open. I'm so sorry. All the fist pumping and all the rah, rah, rah and all the American and all the noise and everything like that. And I said, Julie, it was the best day of my career. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, oh, this might be a long reach now. I've got to keep dragging things back to cricket, of yeah. course. But I, I've been privy to play a lot of cricket um, over a long journey. And I've seen instances where a captain has pulled players aside and gone, just, you know, it's great to be pumped up and, you know, up and about, if that's the word. But sometimes you just got to calm the moment, calm yeah. the farm, as they would say back in the day. And, and focus, you know, because that adrenaline and that pumped up state can sometimes lose that focus. And I, I reckon it'd be fascinating. I'm sure that's probably been done somewhere, but I've never really understood fully the, the caddy bit, oh, you know. Yeah. It's, 
you know, for many of us, I think we just think it's the dude who carries the clubs around. But there's clearly that captain type role with the captain, uh, with the uh, with the caddy to be able to just talk to the player. Yeah. And, and did you have some good caddies in your time as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I did. I, was, I didn't have too many caddies, which I think was probably I don't. A, it meant I was pretty easy to get along with, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Greg, the, the guy that caddied for Julie Inkster, he caddied for her for the majority of her, her career and they yep. had some doozy fights. Yeah, you know, right. And, <laughs> but, you know, she kept him on and, and he stayed around. And, yep. and I think um, you're right about the captaincy analogy because uh, a caddy is at its... They're at their most valuable when you're about to win. Yeah. Or you're trying to make the cut. Mm. The rest of the time they're just cruising along yep. and, and yep. it's they, they think they, they're there to think when you're incapable of thinking. Yeah. And I think when you get emotional like Julie did that day, um, and I've felt it myself as well but yep. not quite as much as her, <laughs> um, that's when the captain slash caddy steps in and needs to, they just have to be tuned in with, with their yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to, one other, I mean we could talk your golf career for two hours, no issue, and uh, hopefully somebody uh, might do that with you at some point. In fact, we might get you back to do that at some <laughs> point because I'm fascinated by your golf, Not sure golf how good career. My memory is, but, but anyway, yeah, we're doing well so far. But there was one game that I, you know, part of this uh, stalking process I went on over the last few days. There's one game that I zoned in on. It was it's a big one. You uh, in 2003, you must have had a pretty red hot run around 2002, 2003. The way I see it. Um, in 2003, you won the Wales WPGA Championship of Europe by this is this is how it was written online by holding a 74 foot birdie putt on the final green. Now I had to had to get the um, the conversion out. That's nearly 25 meters mm. that putt. Now I got to tell you, about three years ago, I was playing a charity game at the Sanctuary, and like all crappy golfers like me, I, I, can, I can't chip onto the green, so I have to putt from the fairway. I mean, I, I'm told that that's not even really prop, you know, proper protocol, but I putt from the fairway. I putted from 25 metres at the sanctuary, I think it was about the number eight or nine, I can't remember which hole it was, straight in. Now, it hit two kangaroo poos and a, and a, and a twig on the way through, so it was pure luck. But 25 metres, that's a monster putt. How did, how did you... Get the, how did you get the? How did that ha- unfold? Well, Tell us about that one. To not brag or anything, yeah. it, it, the, the 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 length was one thing. The fact that it was it was a strangest green. It was a, a, a reverse green, like it was high at the front and it went down a tier to a back section. And um, it so that's unusual. So it was down a tier. And I said to my caddy Adam at the time, um, who was my longest serving caddy, um, he's still caddying today actually. Um, I said, as we we're reading it, I said, I. Oh, I said, I think this is going to break five different ways. And we, I wasn't joking. Like, it, I, we, we, I did it section by section. I said, this is going to break five different ways. And he goes, yep, I agree. And um, I said, well, which way is it going to break? Three that way or three the other way? And, and he goes, yep, this is all yours. And he walked away. And I was like, oh, shit. And, and what, it's amazing what goes through your mind in the heat of the battle because uh, I thought... I, if I two putt, I if I three putt, I get into a playoff with an amateur, mm-hmm. Becky. Um, I can't remember what her last name was now. Becky. Um, she was yeah. So I'm thinking, just three putt, get into a playoff. Who cares if you don't win? You've still got the first prize check. Yeah. That went through my head, and I'd never thought about money ever playing golf. Yeah. Um, and that went through, flashed through my head, and then I thought, 
I didn't even think about two putting. I just, I was thinking, just make sure you don't do any more than three putts, which is very realistic from that distance with that many breaks in it. And um, so I wasn't, ex- obviously wasn't, ex- I wasn't expecting to two putt, let alone one putt. Anyway, at, there's a great, there's a great um, series of photos of my reaction. Um, someone took a, like a shutter screen oh, yeah. of me, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like hitting the putt, you know, watching it almost like the five different ways the head went sort of thing. And then as it got close, I'm still thinking three putts and it's getting close. And I hear Adam out the cor- out behind me, someone go, what are you just holding then? That came out of his mouth. And then it went in the hole and the roar, which was amazing because the, the amateur was actually Welsh. Yes. So I right. think it was more of a groan than a roar when it went in. And I've seen the since seen the footage of Becky and, and she like her face, she, she, she couldn't stop smiling. Like yeah. she just thought, how incredible yeah. is that? And so if, I'm not very demonstrative. And, and I, in this photo sequence, I've got my arm up above my head and, and you know, it was just so unexpected. And, yeah, so it was amazing. And it was on a Lynx course. It was just – and it was um, – Royal Porth Court, which is a very renowned golf course, and just everything was right. I'd spent the, the week um, rooming with my best mate who had a ruptured disc in her back, or a ruptured disc, a bulging disc in her back. So she, we'd been at the emergency room two o'clock that not morning before. And if you, you've probably worked out by now, I walk fast, I talk fast, I do everything <laughs> fast. So I was absolutely shattered, really, physically, yeah. because I'd been not much sleep and that sort of thing, taking her to the hospital and stuff like that. And I think it just, that being a little bit tired actually did me a favour, and I was quite calm and, and there was bigger things at play on that day and I think um, she was also the Solheim Cup captain and she was about to announce her team so we'd been, you know, when, when she could talk we were talking about what, who she should select in a team so I was a little bit distracted in, in a good way and I think that I'm, I played my best golf when I wasn't sort of super focused on what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm jealous from two perspectives. One, that you actually, you know, did it with some sort of strategy rather than hitting a kangaroo poo on the way through. <laughs> and, and secondly, I don't have a photo to prove that I did mine. So it's only just my story and a couple of blokes who were playing with me that day who will say, we don't even remember that, Rob. So, uh, But uh, that is amazing. And um, congratulations on, on what was an amazing career. When did you retire from golf and what was uh, the reason for that or professionally? Yeah, uh, I re- 2007, I think, was my last year. I, I I finished playing in America in 2006 and I'd always wanted to go back to Europe and play. I actually wanted to live in, in England. I loved the, um, the village um, lifestyle in England mm-hmm. and I um, loved the little town, yeah, the villages beautiful. and stuff like that. And, and I was actually stayed at a place at a cricket ground literally 50 metres from the, the house. And, and, um, <laughs> I think it was they beautiful. all do. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, they do. That's true. It's nothing special. But, but it was a beautiful ground and everything like that. So I just wanted to go back and immerse myself in, um, in England yep. for a year and play golf, which is just stupid, you know. And I shouldn't have done it because... I'd, I'd got my retirement plan from America. I'd played there for 11 years. I got my retirement plan. It wasn't a lot of money. And I think I spent that retirement plan indulging myself that last year living in Europe and, and sort of from a golf perspective being a bit half-hearted about it. I now know in hindsight that I, was, I wasn't I was focused. I was just, um, it was almost like this in, 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 interior um, swan song sort of thing. Yeah get it finished and I'd already sort of lost my edge a little bit with the golf and, and I really should have just gone home then. But, you know, I don't have any regrets. But, um, yeah, so I, I spent, two, that was 2007 and when I got home I I, um, I thought, well, what the hell do I do now? 
Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Actually, I, I sort of started to get a bit interested in coaching, which was ridiculous <clears throat> because I didn't know anything about the technique. I, my coach used to say to me, um, well, okay, we're going to work on this today because, and I'd say, don't worry about the because, just tell me what to do. Yeah. And I'll just do it. I didn't need to know. Yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to know the, the detail. Um, but now I, it, with my coaching, I'm like, God, I wish I listened to him. I wish I let him tell me why, whether it would have been better or worse for me back then, I'm not sure. But I think from a coaching perspective, I would have, it would have fast-tracked my development as a coach if I'd had more of an understanding. Well, we might get, get into that in a moment. I'm interested in your insights now as a coach in a moment. But I want to just um, tangent away. We, we, I've got to keep... Well, I guess uh, we need to remind ourselves that this is a cricket podcast, not a golf <laughs> podcast, but I reckon I'm everybody is... about cricket, yeah, so let's get on to the cricket. Yeah, we'll get on to the good yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. Mind you, uh, I reckon... I, I doubt there would be many cricketers, especially amongst the male uh, group, um, who don't have a passion for golf as well. I mean, as much as I suck at golf, I love it, absolutely love it. And uh, not only do I want to drill into your thoughts on coaching, but we might even dive, digress into uh, fixing my golf game up for me at some <laughs> point. But uh, I want to do. I want to dive into. So retirement came, and you, and then you from England, you moved back to Bunbury. Is yep. that that yep. was that the next phase? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And at this point, um, you know, sort of. Um, had family started to come into to play for you as well? Or? Yeah, I think I've, without going into it too much, I know a lot of people when they finish um, athletic careers, they um, they struggle with the retirement phase. Yeah. And, and I think um, my belief in that area is if you've got something to go to, retirement's from away from the physical stuff is, is a lot easier. Yeah. And I was... Pretty, I, I grew up, I spent my time on tour with my friends all, who all had children yep. and I was Aunty Shaney and I wanted my own. Yep. And I think, so I, it was very easy to trans, uh, very mm-hmm. easy for me to come home and retire from golf because I wanted to start a family. So it yep. um, took a couple of years and then um, young Alex turned up in 2010. Yep, we've got Alex here today. She's, yeah, yeah, she's uh, out lurking there. Lurking around the in the background, yeah, lurking around. <laughs> the other babysitter. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, for me it was, it, was, it was a no-brainer. It was easy. It was actually, I was really ready. And um, so, so I spent probably... Well, six, Alex's first six years of her life not really um, doing anything physical or any any sort of sport because it was it was all consuming work you know a bit of work and and raising a child and and so when I actually started playing cricket I was very out of shape and and uh, you know and I probably could have started playing cricket a couple of years earlier like I said but um, so it's happened so, for a reason. so um, you mentioned when you came in today uh, Alex has done a little bit of um, coaching in, in cricket mm-hmm. so uh, no influence at this stage to say go golf or cricket or whatever wherever she lands is that yeah well, she's, she's played she's done golf um, yep. she did it for about a year when she was about seven or eight maybe and um, she's quite good at it actually yep. um, doesn't like it no, and right. that's cool that's yep. cool because um, it's, a, it's a pretty special sport you know yeah. you've got to be happy uh, she's an only child, so yeah. she wants to be around other people, other yeah. kids. So I, to- yeah. I totally understand. She 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 was pretty talented at it. Actually, she could yeah. transfer her weight properly, which is a lot of kids struggle with that initially. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and then a lot of adults too. Yeah, oh, yeah. That goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing. But yeah. um. But Alex, Alex came to Country Week cricket in January with with me, and I was playing in, in Geraldton. Yeah, in Geraldton yeah. with one of the Bunbury teams, and we just had. 
uh, a brilliant time. Yeah. Our team had a brilliant time and I know the other team had a brilliant time and, yeah. and collectively we all had a brilliant time and, and Alex was there to see that camaraderie and and how special it was and, and actually Emma Jamison, who you know quite well from yes. Leshenault Cricket Club, um, she was chatting to Alex, she was in my team and she said to Alex, so Alex, what do you think about cricket? And Alex said, oh, I think I might play. Yeah. And she didn't tell me that and, I, and when Emma told me that I was quietly very excited about that and but I also understood that it I'm guessing it was probably because she just saw how much fun we were having and I got to tell you um probably you know the the women's country week and we're going to talk a little bit about that um with Steve Philippi in after we have a, have finished a chat with you but um one of the things that um I've really really loved about being um, involved as chair of WA Country Cricket Board is to have seen the development of the Women's Country Week over the last few years. And that first year um, I went up, those first couple of days, it was like everybody was just so excited. It was just incredible. The excitement was palpable. It was unbelievable yeah. and uh, so I'm not surprised that Alex hasn't got caught up in that yeah. because I did yeah. I know I, I basically decided my cricket days were well done and then I got excited you know all of a sudden I wanted to be back, back out yeah. there again it was it was amazing that first tournament um, and I know you were there and mm. one of the one of the, the iconic moments and I've got a photo of it is uh, you guys played under lights on the first night and S War came up on the scoreboard, <laughs> and I took a photo of that. Oh, I said, you? "How many times in WA country cricket have we seen S War on the?" You know, of course we're probably thinking um, Steve oh, War, but good story anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, well, I'm just going to dive straight into to where you're at with your cricket journey now. And uh, I know you told me a little bit earlier there were a couple of influences or a couple of people who sort of sucked you in or mm. got you in. You want to tell that story? Very sneaky they were. Yeah. Um, so a couple of the girls from Colts Cricket yep. Club um, flattered my ego by asking if they could come and do a golf clinic with me. So out comes Cathy Allen and Lisa Norrish and, and um, Lisa's niece, Emma, Emma Norrish, and um, Cathy's daughter, Emily Ellen, who's right. playing in the country. Yes, women, yeah, such a star. They're both stars, actually, those kids. Yeah. Um, and they came out for a clinic and I could sort of sense that they weren't really that into it and I was like, oh, this is, these people are a bit strange sort of thing. <laughs> and as it turns out, they, you know, they, they were only there to try and convince me to play cricket. <laughs> Brilliant yeah, plan. Yeah, and I, I was yeah. like, you know, putting my best foot forward kind of thing and, and trying to coach them golf and, and, you know, we could have just sat up on the deck at Bunbury Golf Club and had a beer and I, they would have achieved the same thing probably. Well, <laughs> but um, so they, they asked me to come and play and, and I'd been, I sort of had, Jace McGuell had been on the phone to me the year before trying to yep. get me to play and I, yep. I, um, I just didn't think I could do it with Alex, I think. Um, and so I actually asked Alex's permission because our time's pretty precious, like mm. every family, and and she said, yeah, that's cool, Mum. And I was like, oh, damn, I wish I'd Good asked you a Alex. couple of years before. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so I played and I, I was... Um, so uh, nervous, and um, I had no, I had no clue, no expect. I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what the standard was like. I, um, and then, then they got sucked into, you know, a month later, I got sucked into, well, not sucked in. I actually wanted to go to Country Week, which was just to, to spend a bit of time with the girls from the other clubs and and um, feel. I guess that's what I, I missed from golf was, was yeah. at golf. You know, there was it was just me and the caddy. So it's not really a team. It's a little bit of a team. It's a tiny team. But the, the cricket is ult, It's just the ultimate. Well, it's not the ultimate team game. You can still be an individual, but you you enjoy the – and you've got to pull together, obviously. But it's um, it's probably a nice hybrid between, say, say golf and, say, footy. You know, in the middle is, is, is cricket and in terms of the team 
dynamics and stuff like that. So I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. I can't, I, I live, I'm living cricket, like. It's got, it's got a uniqueness about it, I reckon. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up, many have, have heard my story, and this is your story, not mine, but I grew up in Harvey and um, in a place like Harvey, you just played everything, basketball, mm. cricket, football, tennis, whatever. Golf, probably, funnily enough, wasn't, even though it's a nice golf course there at is, Harvey, yes. um, by the way. Um, but I, I kept, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, probably when I look back now, I was actually a better tennis player than I was a golf player. I was, I was actually a really good tennis player and probably could have gone some distance with it. But I just kept getting dragged back to cricket. Obviously, my dad, who I've mentioned a few times, a huge influence and ran cricket pretty much in Harvey at that time. But my mum ran tennis, so I could have gone either way. But that uniqueness of just being out with a bunch of uh, 10 other guys and when it comes together, it really is the ultimate team sport, I reckon. Mm. I mean, football is amazing for team sport, but cricket, when it all gels, when you come together, you know, the uniqueness of 11 people out on the ground you know, together, it's mm. pretty amazing. So I hear where you're coming I, from. I just think the the nuances with the um, the way the game's structured, like the you know the the batting lineup and the yeah. and the you know the bowl, you know who you get to bowl and and yep. so you're right. It is. And I was listening to your podcast with with Tom Buchanan and and him talking about the you know the country week win and Shepparton and stuff like that. And and you can't. It doesn't matter how good the individual is. You can't win. No. You can't win without the, yep. the team and totally and, relying yeah, on those two other all guys. That, all those elements that come together to make to make cricket is yep. just. You know, it, I mean, golf's a little bit the same. It's but um, totally different because cricket's a team sport and it's it's. I love it. I love, I've watched cricket my whole life. So and and now I can appreciate what it's like to be. Well, kind of what it's like to be those guys on the TV, you know, what, yeah. what they're confronted with and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, maybe not because I can't imagine facing some of those bowlers. But, you know, it, it, <laughs> to, it's all relative, you know. It's still scary to me. Yeah. yeah well, so. There's a couple coming through that I reckon might uh, you might be yeah, watching um, in yeah. a few years' time. I'm thinking Summer Towers and uh, Emily Allen. Um, and Brody Stewart from yes. Donnybrook. I faced her in the semi-final. I went out to open and I faced her first up and it's and I play, had just been at Country Week and I, it was the best six deliveries as a collective that I'd faced bar none and uh, survived five of the balls. And yeah. I thought just one, I was in my head, I was like, one more delivery and you can have a rest <laughs> because yeah. she bowled awesome. And I'm like, I'm like, just one more ball. And I knew as soon as I, as soon as I thought that, well, actually, I didn't know at the time, but in hindsight, I was, you know, I was drawing on my golf experience. And I was like, "You're an idiot! You, you, you slacked off." Yeah. You said one more, only one more ball. Yeah. And <laughs> through the gate, bowled middle stump. Didn't what? even really. I saw it, but I don't. I don't know if it went between my bat and the pad or the outside of the edge. I have no idea. It just swung in, and and I'm a left-hander. Swung into me, and 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 I uh, thought, wow, that was top-notch. Best over I've faced by a mile, even better yeah. than anything I faced at Country Week, which I thought was pretty good as well. But that was unreal, and that's Brody, and she's only I don't know sixteen or yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. No, we've got some amazing talent coming through, yeah. so we're going to start to wind up. Uh, wind up your story. I say this nearly in every episode. I could go for another. Two, three hours, <laughs> easy, but... Uh, I've got cricket training at 11 I, o'clock. You've got so cricket can... training at 11 <laughs> o'clock, so I'm conscious, very conscious of that. But I did dive into my cricket and, you know, for somebody who only effectively, apart from your uh, South Bunbury primary school days yeah. with the boys, took up golf, uh, took up golf, took up cricket three years ago or thereabouts, you've played, according to my cricket, 28 matches 
A higher score of 59 not out. Now, a lot of uh, a lot of people would be pretty happy with that, by the way. 59 not out. Best bowling of three for 14. Again, many would be very happy with that. 418 runs so far at an average of 24.5. That's that's up there. That's very good. And even better still, 21 wickets at 14.48. I'm, I'm going, I, I don't think my bowling average is that oh, good I'm, these days. That's so good. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, I think that's, I'm glad you say that's good because I wouldn't know, but that's, yeah. And, and channeling your inner Tom Buchanan from the last episode of <laughs> Out on the Paddock, eight catches and four runouts. So you clearly enjoy being out in the field as yeah, well. Yeah, I was interested to hear him talking about fielding and, um, I love that. And, you know, we've had some conversations recently about um, I've been trying to drag a few more people into play cricket and they're like, oh, it's so boring standing out in the field. And I'm like, it's, uh, it's not boring um, for two reasons. One is it's because it's so fun to try and get somebody out. And also if you fall asleep, not literally, but if you lose concentration in the field, it actually becomes quite dangerous. Yeah. So I, I feel I yeah. feel so hyper alert when I'm fielding and, and listening to Tom. I, I, I could sense that's how he feels as well. Yep. And there's nothing better than I'm so – I think I'm so um, tactile – I love, even though it hurts a bit, I love the feeling of, of um, stopping a ball properly. Yeah. Still stings a bit. And I yep. hit you in the middle of the hands. And it's like, yep. oh, juice. Yeah. But when, you, when you, <laughs> you, you, you handle it um, cleanly and stuff like that, I think that's one of the best feelings in, in cricket yeah. is, is that really good take in the field, whether it's a catch or, um, or a stop. I think it stops them almost, almost better. And do you think that's probably, you know, I mentioned earlier about your thoughts on the evolution. So especially for those who are listening in who perhaps aren't quite in tune with where we are at the the phase of WA cricket, WA um, in regional cricket in particular, it's still early days. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, you know, it's only probably seven or eight years ago that a lot of the girls were having to still play with the boys, but we're now starting to see that change and the last couple of years we've seen some real momentum with that do you you see do you see a day very soon where it will be just mainstream you know women's cricket in country cricket that's certainly where we're hoping it's going well I'm 53 and and I figure um I'm inspired by Elaine Anderson who plays in my Colts team she's 61 and she wicket kicks for us and she's the fittest person on our team she's amazing she's a very special person in that respect (laughs) and in lots of ways actually but um I don't know if I'll be able to last that long. Um, oh, I'm going to try. I want to. I, I want to last long enough to see what you're you're experience, what you're explaining. You know the the fact that there's you know multi level competition. Yeah. Um, there's the pathway for 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 young girls is yep. is complete. You know there's there's no holes in it. There's no gaps. Yeah. Um, I think. I, I think I'll be able to sort of like walk away. And I don't know if I'll ever walk away from cricket because I love it so much, but, you know, maybe walk away from the playing side of it. If once, hopefully hopefully I can see that by the time I get to walk away, which, yep. I, you know, it's, 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 is it three years away? Is it five years away? We, we don't know, but I'll, I'll be working pretty hard. I've joined the BDCA um, committee this year and, and I was convinced of doing that um, without alcohol, actually, by Emma Jamison at Country Week yes. to come in on and just um, support her. Like the Colts people say, oh, you're our rep on the BDCA. I said, no, I'm not. I'm there to, <laughs> for women's cricket. You know, you can yeah. deal with your own stuff. But yeah. um, I think uh, I'm really passionate about that that pathway. And, I, and you know, I've, I've found that difficult in my experience with uh, coaching golf here is is there's so many people need to come together for the pathway to be um, worked on and and complete and I think with cricket I feel like there's more chance that it can happen because of you know um, entities that you're involved with and and you know there's a lot seems to be a lot more um, synergy with cricket people yeah. working together and understanding their roles and 
and stuff like that. And I, and I feel confident that we can get there. I think that's um, something I'd like to see happen for sure. And I'm glad you've mentioned, um, you know, you've taken not only to heart playing the game, but you've, you've become an administrator this year and I've been you know, secretly admiring, you know, attending a few meetings and watching you in action. And and we've got some amazing people. Cathy Allen, you mentioned before, yeah. Emma Jamison is an mm. absolute visionary when it comes to women's cricket. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And, and, and a bunch of other uh, ladies who we could name but uh, know who they are and are doing amazing things. Um, <clears throat> I think, did I hear it right, eight women's teams this year in the yeah. BDCA, is that correct? It's looking like that, yep. I think um, it's been, a lot of people say that this year is causing a bit of um, disruption to, to the existing competition, but I think it's the year we have to have. It's the yep. year that we um, work out what the, what the future looks like for women's cricket. And, and, and to me, and, and I've had conversations with Emma and, and also Caitlin Hazelwood, who's a young girl who's on our com- on the committee, and she's great giving that young yeah, person perspective she's and she's passionate. Um, we've, you know, we can see an A grade and a B grade and, and a social comp. Whether that social comp is C grade, who knows? And it's interesting, I'm watching the, the issue, some of the, the issues that the, the men's comp's got, you know, yes. and, and I'm like, well, we don't want to make, we don't want to end up we'll where they're at. We'll yeah. Make sure we avoid that. And so yeah. we've got that in the back of our Great minds, call. you know, we want, you know, yep. we probably want relegation and, and um, yep. promotion relegation to a degree and, and um, but what happens when a club is big enough to have two teams, you, do, you know, do you want two um, Leshnault teams in B grade or, yeah. you know, should they have to be A grade and B grade, you know, they're the things we have to work. And actually we've got a meeting next week, I think, unbeknown to probably a lot of people on the BDCA. <laughs> we're actually getting together just to have a chat about But it's exciting, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I mean, it must feel like you're, you're pioneering, you know. It, 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 it does. It, it yeah. does. And, and I was thinking about that this morning, you know, I feel like I didn't come in on the ground floor but I've, I've come in on, on the first floor and yeah. and and it's not... It, it's not going to take just Emma and, and Caitlin and I. It's going to take um, a, a team, uh, and that team. You, know, you mentioned Kathy Allen, and I, um, she was the first yep. women yep. coordinator. Yep. She's so st- so strategic. Emma's yep. so strategic. Yep. Um, I'm probably a little bit more tactical, um, yep. but and Caitlin's a great voice for the younger person, and, yeah. and she's really passionate about junior cricket. And then we've got in our individual clubs. I'm sure all clubs are the same. You know, we've I've got. Um, Lisa, Lisa Norris, who I bounce stuff off, and there's people, and then Emily Allen, who yes. you, know, you ask from a, a yeah. playing point point of view, and it, it's going to take a handful of people from every club to come together to form this. It's not just Emma Jamison. Yeah, you know, she's the focal point, and she yeah. is so smart, and <laughs> she's great. She's the best. You know, she's. I'm happy for us her to be leading us because yeah. um, she's amazing. Yeah, you know, how she fits it all in, I don't know, but that's for her to deal with. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to take a and, and for for you guys to get in, to support it and that sort of thing as well. And I know you will, and I think that's the exciting part. And I think the other thing too is that. Um, you've got some learnings from um, some other regions. So Geraldton, for example, mm-hmm. have clearly set the the pace in women's cricket. I, I, you know, from from my perspective, they probably got the jump on on a few other regions a few years ago, and have done some amazing things. And of course, have won the the first couple of championships in in uh, in the women's country week. Um, Bigger challenge for some of the other areas, like yeah. the wheat belt, for example, you know, just don't simply have the numbers quite often in the men, let alone the women, yeah. but still those opportunities and that's where country, the likes of Country Week, country week I think, is going to play a huge role in that. There's been a few regions that have joined together, I think, from memory. I think the wheat yeah. belt and maybe the Great Southern or something have come together or the gold fields have come together, which is 
it's just just so exciting for WA country cricket. Um, I get excited about anything WA country <laughs> cricket, but it's the women's game that really excites me. And then we've got the reintroduction this year after a couple of years of hiatus of the Australian Country Cricket Championships yeah. where we get to see our WA um, women's country 11 back in action. And they had some great momentum starting to grow. They were struggling probably three or four years ago. Um, and then the back end of the last tournament in um uh, Toowoomba, I think it was, um, you know, really started to see that develop out. So hope you, hopefully we're going to see that. But Shaney, we've got, uh, we've got to, all things have to come to an end and you've <laughs> got to get to cricket training more yeah. importantly. So I finish off, uh, you said you listened to one or two episodes and uh, we had a great conversation about uh, how uh, podcasts might become part of your future as well. And we'll, ne- we'll see, uh, you, uh, you, you started to invest a little, dip your toe in the podcast game a little bit. Um, so I finish off each session of uh, Out on the Paddock with a thing called the Super Over, which is uh, six deliveries. I yeah, get to bowl at my guess. You're nervous. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see where this one goes. So uh, I'm, I'm going to come in come in off the, uh, the, the angled run up that the guys <laughs> all know all about. Um, so first question, if you could do one thing different about, so we'll go back to golf for a second. If you could do one thing different about your golf career, what would it be? Have you got any things that you lay in bed and go, oh, if I'd only just done that slightly different, might have been, you know, 77 professional wins instead of seven <laughs> or something like that, yeah? Um, I think the one thing that stands out to me was my coach got pretty frustrated with me one time and, and actually raised his voice at me and he said, um, you know, Shaney, it's okay to be good. And I didn't know what he meant by that and I went back to my friend and I said, God, you know, Hank said this to me. I don't understand what he means. And she said, what did he say? And he said, I said, he said, it's okay to be good. And she said, yeah, that sounds about right. And I said, well, what does he mean? She said, you're scared that people aren't going to like you if you actually try. Yeah, right. Actually really give it 100%. Yeah. And I think I got so, I got, I got actually quite, got quite defensive over that. And I realised when we get defensive, it's because we know there's an element of truth in it. And, I, and if I tried a bit harder, would I have been better? I may have been worse. So has that influenced how you coach now? Has that sort of given you something to work with? I was or? having this conversation the other day with one of the mums of one of my juniors and I think I coach the way that I I was as a, as a player. I, I, I don't want to upset the kid. Yeah, And I right. think when the kid gets to a stage where they're getting really good, yep. I need to change. And instead of making excuses for them, I actually need to look them in the eye and say... I think there's a great article in the West Australian about Justin Langer talking yep. about look, who's looked yep. you in the eye. Yes. And I yep. think, you know, I don't know if it's great really article. my role. I mean, it's, it is my role, absolutely, but but am I capable of, of looking a kid in the eye and saying, yep. you need to pull your finger out, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. get your yeah. head out of the sand. Yeah. You, know, you need to, you've got the ability. Um, yeah. But I also don't know if I, if I have that sort of level of, it's not a level of respect of the kid, it's, it's I'm their friend. So I, I think it kind of needs to be somebody else and I, I haven't quite worked out who that person's going to be for a lot of my juniors yet. But isn't it one of the great things about either coaching or investing back in any sport is no matter how old, wise, experienced you are, you're always, hopefully always learning yourself, aren't mm. you? And I'm sure the coaching game is something that you still feel as though you're growing into and, and I know you've got some exciting uh, uh, things coming up that uh, we... We will see here in the region coming up. Yep. We won't dive into that, but uh, watch this space yes. is what we say. Yeah, so uh, really looking forward to that. Now, I want to dive into um, your childhood again. Um, we can't make this all about sport all the time. 
uh, you're a, you're a girl of the eighties, I reckon. So uh, favorite TV show growing up? What 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 did you? Or even even when you went on tour, was yeah. there something that you went back to? You know, I've heard of golfers say, you know, they go and watch fourteen reruns of Mash, you know, of a night time <laughs> or something like that. You know, too young for that. Too young for that. <laughs> but I yeah. do know what yeah. Mash was. Yeah. I used to watch it. Uh, I, the thing that stands out was Friends. Friends, and, yeah, and I right. Think, you know, a little bit like what we talked about in the first first yeah. delivery. Yeah. Um, that was really the, the my friendships on tour were really critical for my mental health. I think. Yeah. Not, great call. Not. Um, Deliberately or anything like that, yeah. and I have I still keep in touch with my two closest friends on tour. One lives in Stockholm, and the other one lives in LA. Right. And we just lament the fact that we couldn't be further apart, sort yeah. of thing. Um, but friends, we are friends, and and actually, interestingly, when COVID started, I started watching with with Alex, my yeah, daughter. Right. And when COVID started, she was only ten or something yeah. like that. <laughs> first first uh, episode was like, oh, I'm not sure this is appropriate yeah. for a ten year old, but she was already hooked. She already worked out who her yeah. favourite was and all that sort of thing. So I was like, oh well, she's got to learn it eventually. So yeah. so we watched the whole series. She's watched it. 11 times. She's yeah. watched every episode 11 times. I'm not exaggerating. We've kept, right. we've kept count. So. I've got to, I've got to yeah. say, yeah, Joey, Joey was my oh. fave, so, yeah, I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a friend. Yeah, I'll change my Tragic from way back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. You mentioned that you do watch a bit of Aussie cricket, women's mm. Aussie cricket. So is there anybody in the current team or maybe of recent times that you really admire that you've gone, gee, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, if, if things have been different, you'd played a career of cricket instead of golf that you may have been playing alongside or something along? Oh, I, I, Ashley Gardner. Yeah. Um, I, oh, how good. Smile on her face. Yeah, good. Um, gets the job done. Yeah. Like she just plays the most incredible role. I mean, yeah. she she's... Bowls really well. Yeah. She doesn't get carded very often. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact she's um, got a smile on her face and 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 but just really good cricketer. I mean, there's so many to admire yeah. in the women's game. I think they hold themselves really well. And and I'm such a West Australian. I, you know, I am so excited by Cameron Green. I just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just and he just seems so humble and yeah. and um, yeah, any of the West Australian boys. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If, if it's not a, if it's an Australian team playing and it doesn't have a West Australian boy in it, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch the game. No. It's not, not that I'm angry about it or anything. I'm just saying, no, I don't have. <laughs> Invested, I don't have a vested interest in this one, so I won't, I won't watch this game. But how good is our Aussie women's team? I said it recently, and it's not me saying it. I've heard lots of more experienced or, or better credential people than me saying this, but I, I'm gonna, I, I want to throw it out there even to our listeners right now. Is there a sporting team in the world in any sport right now as dominant as our Aussie women's cricket team? They just win everything. They are unbelievable. Yep. Um, so... Such uh, such an incredible time for women's I think they're so dominant for 95% of the time and then the 5% of the time when they do get challenged, yeah. they find a way to they win. They find a way. So they do. I, I feel good that under yeah. any circumstances they'll find yeah. a way to win. I would travel anywhere to go and watch an oh, Aussie women's cricket their team technique. play. I remember yeah. sitting at the um, at Optus Stadium and had a couple of younger guys behind me with their young children and, yeah. and we are watching a, a women's T20. Oh, sorry, we are watching the men's T20 and there was a women's game afterwards yeah. and we stayed around and watched a bit of the women's and yeah. these guys stayed behind, they're having a few beers. And just to hear the guys, um, obviously cricket guys, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, that's a good shot. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, she's hit that one all right. Oh, she's and, and, and I think at that moment that person was being converted into women's cricket and I, I'd be surprised if he's not watching women's I cricket. I reckon they got to push those boundaries out because they're just clearing them. Yeah. <laughs> they're clearing the men's boundaries easy, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, so, yeah uh, I agree. Yeah. Not be long. All right, we're at, we're at number four and I'm, cricket training's looming, so... Uh, um, what I've got here, who do you rate highly in, if you had to pick one person that you've played against over the last three years in local cricket, either at Country Week or 
in the BDCA? Is there somebody that you've looked at and gone, wow? You know, you've oh. mentioned a few names already, yeah. by the way, but... Uh, um, again, probably selfishly, like Emily Allen, like, because um, yeah. she plays for Colts and I played with her at Country Week. Um, yeah. You know, the sound off her bat is yeah. different to anyone else's I've heard in the local comp and, and, and I'd say also at Country Week. Yeah. Uh, just the... the crispness of the well it's not crisp it's just the crisp is a golf term it's it's more the power that she's got yeah um so she's awesome um to to bat with i think i was batting with her when she hit one of her sixes at country week and i'm thinking oh, i'll never hit a six you know, i'll just <laughs> i'd like to but I, I just don't think i've got that bat speed or whatever it is that, or timing or whatever it is so so emily allen i think and she's in the country 11 team yes. so i'm excited to see her progress yeah um who else i think um i love watching uh, the way ash towers captains donny brook yep you know she's only 21 or 22 and yep. she's just such got an old head on young shoulders and yep. she was our captain at country week so i was yep. her vice captain so she was 21 and i was 52 and and you know it was quite <laughs> an interesting dynamic but just the way she goes about it she's another she's yeah. a bit like emma jamison a great thinker and yep. intelligent girl and yeah um, and then there was a few girls, I don't know what their names were, but a few of those Geraldton girls that you mentioned, yeah. they're just, you can tell they've played cricket for a while and, and you know, they're just they've confident. And, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think they're any better than, in, in, you know, some of our players, but they've yep. just they've got the confidence and, and they're probably, well, actually our team at Country Week was, had a lot of depth. You know, we had, yep. I don't think we had a weak link and, and whereas they just seem, I think confidence was the, the difference for them. They'd done it before. And I can't help being a little bit biased because I coached her a little bit in earlier days, Ava Dodds. Oh, yeah. Watch out for Ava. I reckon Ab- she's going to be a ripper. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, there's a great, uh, my daughter Alex took a video of me bowling at, um, at Country Week to send to my mum because my mum was back in the in the hotel room. Yeah. And um, she just captured, she actually captured, a, she took, Two, she videoed two deliveries. The second one was a wicket, which was great. But in their first, um, you can see someone in the foreground on the field um, practising their golf swing. Oh, <laughs> it was right. actually over because <laughs> she quite likes golf, which was interesting because I want to talk to her about cricket and she wants to talk to me about golf. So we don't get we don't have much of a conversation, the two of us. But she's she's extremely talented at cricket and I hope she sticks at it because be, she, be, she could really make it, I think. All right, we're at ball five. Like most of my guests, you're knocking me clean out of the park mm. with some great answers. I'm going to circle one more time, oh, maybe, back to golf again. Favourite place in the world to play golf? Now, now, first, before you answer that, I wanted to ask this earlier. Where, where's the home club for you locally? Was it... Bunbury. So we've got some great clubs, haven't we, mm. locally? Yeah, so Bunbury Golf Club. Bunbury Golf Club grew yep. up there, yep. Yep, okay. Yep. But we mentioned we've got Harvey, we've got um, the Sanctuary. Mm, yeah, Capel. Yeah, Capel, yep. yeah, fabulous golf Coley courses. Coley Golf, club, golf yep. co- club and Golf Courses, yep. a gem, absolute gem. The one I bemoan, which there may be a chance is coming back again, is Binning Up because I grew oh, up in Binning be awesome. Up. Oh, yeah. not, not grew that up. That was a great track. Lived in Binning Up yeah. for 16 really years. Good but, layout, uh, yeah. yeah, there's talk of get resurrecting that again. So, But in, in the world's stage favorite place to play golf um i always say the two places that give me a little bit of goosebumps um which i think is a good sign is um like karen up in in perth yeah was a, a great club and um course and atmosphere yeah uh, i played at kingston heath in melbourne for a year when i lived in melbourne which is just wow yeah yeah. How lucky am I? Yeah. I think. And the best course um, that I loved playing the most, uh, actually they just had the tournament there a couple of weeks ago on the LPGA. It was a course called Columbia Columbia Edgewater in Portland, Oregon. Right. And I think part of it was that Portland is so um, picturesque and beautiful and yeah. 
just nice and clean air and yep. yeah, great part of the great part of America. I think it's just great that you named as one of your you know having played all around the world, you've named uh, Karen up yeah. as one of those. So it's, it calls out that West Australia has some some good golf yeah, courses. Yeah, we're not as renowned well. for our golf courses, but. Um, I could list, I could rattle off six even just in Perth that, that would not be out of place on any tour. And, and, yeah, um, wow. Yeah, really good courses. All right, we're at the last delivery. I'm already in trouble with the Colts Cricket Club for keeping you late for cricket training, <laughs> but uh, at the last delivery, okay, the most important question, hands down, no issue. Okay, on the golf course, I'm a left-hander. Okay, I'm a lefty. Play around the off the tee and off the fairway, left-handed. Putt right-handed. We won't even we won't even go into the the psychology of that one. But tell me, I, this is the most important question of all the things that I've asked you in this in this uh, podcast episode today. So for me to hit down the fairway, Shaney Wall, I've got to literally hit in cricket terms over mid on. Okay, so in other words, because I slice, I'm a left hand. I yeah, slice okay. the ball like yeah, you yeah. wouldn't believe. Like everyone, so, yep. so fix my slice for me in 30 <laughs> seconds. How do I stop <laughs> having to position myself so I've got to hit it out through there that just landed over there? What am oh I doing God. wrong? What's going on? It's all cost you $65. Yeah. <laughs> um. We can leave it at that if you like. I'll come and pay that <laughs> very right. gladly. Yeah, you might need a package of lessons. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll leave it on that. Yeah, there's not enough time to right. unpack the horrors of a, a slice <laughs> tea no. from a Rob Marshall off no, the... No, Sunday. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not working today. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Shaney War, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on our podcast. Um, I've absolutely loved every second <laughs> of this and I wish, I really wish that uh, I could have more time. I think most apart from the fact that you've had an unbelievable golf career, the thing that inspires me most about you is the way you've taken up cricket in the last three years, what you're doing not only locally, but you're also having an inspiration to all of WA regional women and and young girls uh, coming into cricket. Thank you for what you're doing. I hope you do stick around for another five or ten years. <laughs> you know, you've got the inspiration of the lady at 61 who's yep. playing at Colts and still yep. going strong. Um, yeah, I'll give you the last word. Oh, look, I think um, we can't, no, no, one, no one person can do any, anything in this sport, any sport really, but this sport, and I, I think um, everyone has a role to play and I think we all have to keep an open mind about um, the women's game especially, you know, and be supportive and, and understand like the, that it's, um, it's back where men's cricket was hundreds years. of years ago. Yeah, and, and, years and be ago, patient yeah. and understand that we need to support it and... Uh, and I just want to thank guys like you who are so invested in the sport and, and have um, the sport's best interests at heart. And I think that gives us a chance um, to, to really get that pathway filled up with no gaps. And that's what I'm really passionate about. And, and, um, and it's, it is the best sport in the world. And I think um, uh, we need to treat it properly. Brilliant. Leave it on that. Thanks, Shaney. Thanks, Rob. What an amazing interview we have just been privileged to enjoy. Thanks, Shaney. We can't wait to see you and hundreds of other ladies and girls in action this summer around regional WA. And yes, book me in right now to start working on that horror slice of mine, will you? And I strongly recommend to you, the listeners, to hang in there and continue to listen to part B of episode 12 as we deep dive into all the crucial events and dates for you to be across for WA Country Cricket season 2022-23.